If you're an ambitious business owner ready to think big, rewrite your own rules and take action to skyrocket your business know-how, your profit, your cash flow, and most importantly, your free time, then this is the podcast for you. You're listening to the Simply Smarter Numbers podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Waterson. I'm a business profit coach helping business owners just like you make more profit and take back their time. So hit subscribe now and let's dive in. I met Jules Brooke about 12 months ago. We were both speaking at an event and Jules was the final speaker of the day. Now, it had been a long day. We had to travel home and I'll be honest, I wasn't all that keen to hang around. I wanted to hit the road. But all of the other presenters, Jules perhaps doesn't know this, had told me throughout the day that I must stay and watch Jules's presentation. It's awesome. She has a lot to offer. You're going to love her. Blah, blah, blah. Everyone was at me that I had to stay to the end. So I stayed and I watched and unbelievably, I signed up to her Handle Your Own PR coaching program basically immediately. And I recall saying to Jules after the show, we had some drinks afterwards, and I remember saying to Jules that I felt like PR, public relations, was my missing link. Like I felt as though there was something that I was missing in my business and that that was the thing that I needed to elevate my business. And I wanted to get that kind of instant credibility that you get from being published. And It's one thing for me to tell the world that I've been working with business owners for 20 years and how wonderful I am, but there's a whole different layer of credibility when it comes from a respected third party source. So I loved my experience with Jules Brooke and her team, and I loved the results that I got from implementing the things that she taught me. So naturally, I wanted to share Jules's wisdom with all of you that are listening. So welcome to the podcast, Jules Brooke. Oh, Jen, thanks so much for asking me. It's great to be here. I love talking about PR and I loved that little intro. Thank you so much. So tell us a bit about yourself, Jules, and your business. Okay, well, um, I started the business almost 10 years ago, I think. It was during the last GFC, which I think hit in late 2008, early 2009. And I had um, a PR agency. I'd taught myself and we'd sort of grown to a reasonable size, but we were really focused on small business and startups and lots of mumpreneurs and entrepreneurs. And so when um, the GFC hit, a lot of our clients just said, look, we can't afford PR, you know, because PR for most people is about a 10 grand minimum expenditure where you're paying three grand a month for three months, something like that. Um, And so our clients started going, look, we just can't afford it. And I just had a light bulb moment and I thought, wow, I know how badly the media is looking for content and I know that these people have amazing businesses and loads of information they can share. Why don't I just teach people how to do it directly? And so that was sort of a bit of a moment. It stayed as a side hustle, um, you know, with, with my agency full time and this thing on the side for about five or six years. And then I went a little bit crazy and did the thing you should never do and actually sold my house in 2015 to put the money into the business um, and decided I would create what what they call a PR SaaS platform. Um, And what that means basically is that you can do the whole thing, the whole campaign you can run off the website. So started that, um, jumped out of the agency and just started teaching people and then just started doing courses. So I 
have been running a few courses, one of which, as you said, Jen, that you've come to uh, with journalists. And then when COVID hit, I brought everything online. So, and it's just the best job in the world. I absolutely love it. It just makes me feel great to see the smiles on people's faces when they get published and what it can do for their businesses. Yeah, and it is, it's really, it's an exciting feeling when you do get published. I've been published before, thanks to you and your team, <laughs> and we'll go you. into that. Yeah, well, it's a team <laughs> effort, and we'll. I'd love to, like, dig into that in a little sure. bit more detail shortly. But the thing with, you said earlier that it was around about $10,000 a year. Back yes. no, 10 no, years 10, ago. $10,000 oh. was. For three months. So it's not, it used to be about three grand a month. I think these days it's more like five. Um, yeah. But no PR company worth its salt will do anything in a month. You just can't get the traction. You need a bit of time to sort of get stuff out to the journalists and get them to understand what it is that you've got to offer and get you, give you the chance to chase it and stuff. So uh, most PR companies would say a minimum of six months. The odd one will do it for a book launch as a project for six weeks, but that's very limited. So, yeah, so, I mean, it, it can be a pretty expensive process, particularly because it's not guaranteed. You can't guarantee to anyone that you'll be able to get them coverage. Mm, yeah, and when you look at it as being so expensive, it really does cut out a lot of smaller businesses It does, completely. but the weird thing is it's actually free. You know, like if you learn how to do it, you don't pay journalists to write a story for you. They will take your story or or your idea and run it for free if it's good. So I guess I just had that sort of moment where I thought it's free marketing that people could be doing if they just learn how to do it. And it's so So you're just taking out that middleman. You've just taken out the PR agency and said, okay, you can do this on your own from your computer behind your desk. You can get yourself published. Here is how you do it. Yes, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's exciting. And like as a business owner, you find it, you know, we feel that it's really scary and it's difficult and it's almost impossible. Yeah. But it's also, it's very enticing because what happens is I know myself when I go online and I look at other people's businesses, their websites, and I see that as seen in section on their websites. Yep. And to me, it gives me, like they have instant credibility with me, with all of these little logos that they've got on their website saying as seen in various, insert various um, articles, newspapers, magazines, whatever it might be. And it's exciting to see that other people can do it. But I look at it from the outside and I was sort of looking at it going, but how? Like, how are they making yes, this how are happen? The, how is it that the media's found them and not found me? No, absolutely. Um, I think what people think. And how is it that, you know, they're the same as us. So why are they getting all the coverage? And people don't realise it's because they are reaching out to the journalists. It's not the other way around. Um, you know, the journalists are always looking for people that can give them good story ideas and always these days looking for people that can write a complete article and give them something that they can cut and paste and put straight into their magazine or their newspaper. Mm. So um, it's just... It's just and a that's process. really what, and that's exactly what you do in your higher level program that you offer. So the program that I went through with yeah. you guys was like I consider to my myself to be an a good writer. Like I can string together some words. Yes, you are a good writer. Thank you, <laughs> but. <laughs> 
it's a it is a different style. thing altogether. It's a different style, and it really is something that I had trouble getting my head around. Is the different style that they have uh, when a journalist is putting together an article, and that was that was the beauty of the program that you had that I en- enrolled in with you was we had our access to our own journalists That's really right. to help rewrite our words and put them into that right style. But also, you know, the other reason, and I probably didn't tell you at the time, is that I want to remove that fear of the journalists um, because we all do think that they are sitting there, you know, going, and if you if you were to contact them, they'd be like, how dare you? Who are you? Who do you think you are? But the reality is that they are normally very shy kind of writery types um, and they are relying on people contacting them with ideas and with stories. So the journalists that come to the events absolutely love it. In fact, I just interviewed Wendy Squires, who I think you know comes to my events, and she runs uh, regular columns in the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age and writes for you know Women's Weekly and a whole lot of other magazines. And she said to me the highlight of her year, I couldn't believe it, she said the highlight of the year really is going to your events and meeting those business owners because the yeah. stories are amazing. And, you know, I think lots of journalists don't feel very valued these days. So it's very nice for them to be with business owners who go, oh, my God, I I think you're brilliant. How can you help me? Absolutely. They're like a rock star walking in the room. It's like they've got the thing that we can't do. They've got the thing that we want. And that is the ability to change our words and make them really uh, user-friendly for the journalists that we're trying to attract. And then. And that's where your platform comes in and, you know, kind of just helps facilitate that, doesn't it? So that's yeah. where the SAS platform that you mentioned earlier just takes care of the connection points really, gives us the emails that we need and gives us the, um, you the know, you even put yeah. absolutely all of the contacts that we could possibly need. And the template so, for the media release and that kind of thing. But it's... Yeah. um. I think I think people do think that it that that it is hard to write that way but I th- I hope that by the time you finished you realize that it's it's just a style it's a different way of writing so the two things that are kind of hardest to do are it's counterintuitive if you're promoting your business to put your business at the bottom of any story but that's kind of the way that it works with PR so it's all about you know your expertise and what you can share at the top And then at the bottom, if you want more information, go to this website. Um, And I think also that um, people think that you have to write a really, really long story and you don't. It's only five or six hundred words. It's not it's like a teaser to get people to go to your website. And um, and then the last tip that I that I, you know, surprises people is I say, write it as if you are the journalist. So don't write. You know, in my opinion, we should do such and such. You would go, Jen, you know, founder of blah, 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 has done, um, you know, has these tips for you about how to prepare yourselves to come out of COVID. And immediately, you know, then your information goes in and then at the very bottom you'd say something like, for more information, go to website, And that is the way that it works and it actually does work. It sends people to your website. Yeah, it's about helping people and giving them something interesting to read that is about them, not about you. There's no point That's saying right. my opinion this. I remember you at one point saying to us in the room that the only one who cares about your opinion is your mother, most likely. <laughs> I'm a bit brutal that way, but I guess I just say to people, no one really cares about your business other than you. You know, nobody really wants to know what processes you do or whatever. 
They only care about themselves. So if you're talking about your business, you need to talk about it in the way that it can help other people um, and how it can help them and what, you know, what tips you can give people and things like that rather than saying, I have this great business and if you come and join it um, or you come and work with me, then I can help you with this, that and the other. That sort of doesn't work. That's more of an ad. Mm, yeah, that's right. Well, when we're talking about PR then, Jules, what kind of businesses does it work for? So you mentioned earlier Wendy uh, Hargraves, there's Wendy Squires, there's a different, uh, they've got different genres and there's other journalists that you bring in there that have different things that they offer yeah. as well. Who is it for when it comes to a business that could be listening? Who do you need to be to be eligible for PR? Okay. Uh, it's almost every business, really. The ones that it doesn't really work for in terms of what I teach, which is media relations, is if you're hyper-local. So a milk bar or a local hairdresser probably would find it harder because the only people that you can go to are your local media, which is often just the local paper, in which case I couldn't take your money. Just go and give them a call and ask them if they'd like yeah. to do a story on you. Um, what I would say is anyone who has got national reach, so they've got an online business or they've got a service that they can help people nationally, I would say people that want to be thought leaders in their industry. So if you want to be known as being the best in your industry, PR is definitely the way to go. Um, and other than that, whether it's a product or a service, whether you're targeting mums or CEOs, whether you are uh, you know, it really doesn't matter. You, every, and I'll give you an example. We worked with um, a guy who was a picture framer in Canterbury in Melbourne. So, you know, very limited, you would think, in terms of his stories. But what we did was we did a story about how to hang your images and the best way to, to um, frame your pictures and the different types of frames and how you should apply them around the house, etc., and how to hang things. We gave it the headline, which will make you laugh, of Are You Well Hung? Um, which meant all the journalists opened it. And I reckon he got about 30 articles published across a lot of different media, lots of sort of inside out and home beautiful, like those kind of things as well. So one of the things that I would say with PR as well is it allows you to go to media that you wouldn't be able to advertise in. You know, you couldn't afford to advertise in Better Homes and Gardens or those sorts of things because it's thousands and thousands. But they'll take your stories or a competition you know, prizes, in which case they'll promote the prizes out to their people as well. So there's always a way is my. Mm, yeah, there, it, it's and it is, it's interesting to see. I know that you have helped people get on to various things such as even the Today Project Show. The and the Today Show, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there's some big ones out there, you know, for someone in my business, what I do in my target market, those are not the types of places that I would target necessarily. But there is such a huge range of media out there for a huge range of businesses. So it's about sort of trying to identify who it is you're targeting specifically and speaking to that person in the article and then having the connection to That's right. That's right. the outlet. And can I just say, Jen, that you saying I don't think I want to be on TV just makes me want to issue a challenge to you because you should get on Sunrise and give people tips for what they can do coming out of the pandemic. And maybe you're not serving people nationally, but what it'll do when you put it on your website and you share it on social is you will immediately be seen as the person to go to um, for cash flow management and things. And so it does great things for you, even if you are only wanting to be, you know, um, yeah, serving a well, that's section. actually that's actually interesting because 
particularly with COVID as it is, my one-to-one consulting is has gone national. I've got clients in Western Australia, clients locally. I've got clients right. in Queensland, sort of all around the place. And I do. it is a case of sometimes having somebody there to just say, no, but what about? Cause, so we, you got me on Koshi's Business Builders, which right. was fantastic for me. For me, that is a platform that yeah, that I think is really uh, helps to build my credibility as well. So it just, you know, and then you can, when you say, okay, well, yeah, you should be on Sunrise, hmm, perhaps, perhaps I should be. So yeah. maybe that's something we need to work on, Jules. Absolutely. I reckon you could easily get on morning TV. Um, I, I, the thing I guess, and I say this to a lot of people, is you think it's really, really hard and it's it's actually not. It's just coming up with a good angle. If you have a good angle, they'll be dying to get you on. And you you think that TV and radio particularly are run on interviews and interviews are normally five or ten minutes. So radio in particular has to fill 24 hours a day, seven days a week with content and, you know, so they need lots and lots and lots of interviewees. And the same thing with TV. I mean, there are more people asking to be on TV but they still have the same huge appetite for content. And, of course, with the pandemic, a lot of people have decided to pull back and I would argue that now is the perfect time to be building a bit of profile out there. So when people come out of the black hole we're all in and want to spend some money and engage a customer, that you're the one that they're going to be thinking of. Mm, yeah. Well, when you say angles, Jules, what do you mean just for those? I mean, I understand now what an yep. angle is. Can you just explain to people listening that have not really had an experience with PR as to what you mean by angle? Sure. So um, a newsworthy angle is coming up with something that the media are going to consider useful for their readers, I guess. So there's one really easy way that I, I talk about with people, which is to take the information that's in your head about your industry or about your customers or the way that people act, because you'll know all of that about your particular industry and offer it as advice. So things, it's, it's just, I'll give you some examples. It might be five things you should do before you engage um, a bookkeeper. You know, um, 10 things you didn't know about um, uh, finances for small businesses. It might be uh, three common mistakes that people make before they engage an accountant or uh, five things you should know, you should ask your accountant before you say yes. So that, I mean, that'll just give you a small idea of the sorts of advice you can push out there. Now, I've worked with people who've said, I know, but what can I do? I have a garlic farm. And I've said, well, I don't know the difference between different types of garlic. I don't know how to tell whether it's fresh. I don't know the best ways of storing it. So there's just some examples straight away. There was another guy I worked with who was a window washer. And he said, well, what can I do? And I said, well, you know, I don't know whether there are some products that make your windows streak free, whether there are good times of year for you to be washing your windows, um, what, how to get to the upstairs window. You know, there's lots and lots of questions that people will ask you. And one of the ways that I say it, and you probably remember this, Jen, is I say, if you were to go out to a barbecue or a party and somebody says, what do you do? And you tell them, I bet there are the same three or four questions that come up every time around your business. So it might be, you know, when I go out and I say I I teach people how to do PR and they go, oh, what is PR? Or they might say, how hard is it? Or what kind of media do you go to? So I can take those questions and turn them into a media release. The top five media that you should target if you're you're a small business owner, 
um, why doing PR is not hard. You know, all those kind of answers, th- those are media releases where I know people want to know the answers to those questions because they mm. ask me whenever I go out. So that's one of the ways to come up with a newsworthy angle when you're writing the article yourself. If you want someone else to write the article for you, then it needs to be a little bit more controversial. You need to offer it as an exclusive, which means you only go to one newspaper at a time or one media outlet and say, would you like this story? And I won't go to anyone else until you either take it or let me know that you don't want it. Um, and, um, and that, and that, if you go to a newspaper, they are probably going to have to write it for you, which makes it more difficult because we don't. there aren't as many journalists these days. But if you're going to do that, then you need to say, this is the kind of photo you'll be able to take, you know, myself and I've got a whole lot of numbers and I'll throw them up in the air and your photographer can come and take a photo of it. Um, and also give them a bit of balance. So in a newspaper, they're never going to do a story or highly unlikely they'll do a story just on you. They will want to know, what the you know the head of the accounting association says and maybe what your one of your customers says so try if you're going to go to a newspaper to get um a few things a few people maybe that could talk to the journalist to give them a bit of balance for instance when i launched um handle your own pr they did a big story in the sydney morning herald and the age but they actually didn't just do the story on me they then went to the head of the pr institute to say what do you think of this idea and then they went to um, a woman who had a PR agency and said, what do you think? And then to clients. So a journalist's job is to kind of give a rounded view with pose, you know, and ask a whole lot of people, not just one person. So that mm. is when the journalist yeah, writes really good, story yeah, for you. Yeah, that's some great tips. Mm. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> So there's some really good tips. And the thing is you can have a go at this by yourself. You, yes. You don't, you don't need to have, and that's the point of your business, is to help people show, you know, show you how it is you can do it by yourself. And once you've got yourself published one time, yeah. it's actually it's really amazing the confidence that it gives you to then go and seek it out yourself. You know, after uh, being published a couple of times with you, I can't actually remember now how many times I got published. I think maybe four times in various, various little places. Um, some were the big ticket items and then there were a couple of smaller ones that grabbed onto what I was putting out there as well. Yeah. And then from there, I just had a huge amount of confidence. So I would was able to then approach some other bigger companies like yeah. a business chicks. I approached them, not necessarily for an article, but we did a masterclass together. We did a live masterclass together and that there is no way on earth I would have approached them if I didn't have that experience that I'd had with you and, and just given me the confidence to actually go, well, hang on a minute, maybe I can get in front of these people. Yeah. You just have to think and around how. You do. And I think the other thing is that you can't predict with PR the strangest things happen. So um, another woman I was working with got herself onto the Weekend Today show and into Women's Agenda. She was a stress management coach. And the next thing is somebody from Coles Meyer Group rang her and said, um, I saw you on TV or I read your article and was wondering if you would run stress management workshops for all the women at um, Coles Meyer Group. So extraordinary things can come out of it. I've done PR when I had a range of envelopes and I just got it into Australian Gift Guide. I think it was the Australian Gift Guide, which kind of feeds off the Read Gift Fair. And the next thing is three different distributors rang me and said, hi, I do Pacific Rim. Hi, I do you know rural areas. Can we have your envelopes and and sell them. So just things that you wouldn't 
you couldn't predict will come out of PR as well. Yeah, that's right. I also had just recently, and I don't know if I've told you this one, Jules, but I had Lawyers Weekly approach me and ask me to contribute to an article that they were writing uh, about a particular finance topic. So, and I don't think I told you that one, but that one went no, live. Fantastic. Really good. Like that was. Um, I was. Um, now that would, that, one. that never would have happened, Jen, if you had done that through a PR agency, because no. what would have happened is you would have finished with them. They wouldn't have got to know you in the same way and they wouldn't have come to you, I don't think. So mm. the beauty of doing PR and getting your name out there is that people and that the journalists will start to talk amongst themselves or, you know, I don't even know whether a journalist left from one of the media outlets you had been in and went there. There's all sorts of sort of strange and weird and wonderful things that can come, come and I, out I of And I guess the it. thing is too, yeah, if there is a journalist out there that's looking for somebody and they come across my name one way or another, if they can get onto my website and see that I have already been published in various other areas, then it just gives them more confidence that's to then right. put their hand up and say, okay, well, this girl must know what she's talking about. So, you know, it works that way for me in my business, but it works that way for so many other people in a huge variety of different businesses, just getting your name out there and getting that credibility. Yeah. And the other thing, I mean, I'll just tell you my funny little anecdote that I talk about PR and like, because it's unlike any other kind of media really, or any other kind of marketing because of what you can do with it once you've been published. So everyone kind of thinks that the big aim is to be published. But actually, as you say, it's to have something to put on your website. It's to have clips that you can put on social media and go, woohoo, we're thrilled that the Sydney Morning Herald or, you know, smart company did a story on us and push it out. And it makes other people sort of sit up and take notice as well. Um, And you can put it in your bricks and mortar store. You can put it out in a newsletter. If you've got products, it's a great way to go you know, you arm your sales reps with it and tell them to go out and say, we're going to be in Woman's Day or we're going to be in the Herald Sun in a couple of weeks and watch them increase their orders. So it just works, you know, on lots and lots of levels. Yeah, it does. And as you go through the process, I noticed with the different journalists that I worked with, not just with you, but when we actually got to the point where I was being published in various locations, I would end up having um, a bit of a relationship with each of the journalists that were publishing. So you mentioned Smart Company just before. I was published in Smart Company and the girl that I was emailing back and forwards when we were just tweaking it. So she took my article, she wanted to tweak it and just change a couple of little things here and there. And so over a period of two or three days, we were emailing back and forwards and kind of developing a relationship where she was saying, you know, if I have anything else that comes up that way, I'll definitely be in touch. Would you be willing to contribute uh, to some other different topics that we might have you know you start to really open up relationships and open up other doors for yourself as well absolutely and journalists move around as well and they all talk to each other so um, it's yeah it's a great way to build those relationships and if you can just keep them going and they will always come back to you I mean it's it's you know, um, it just, it's just easy for them. If they know you, they know that you're, you're good at giving them a couple of sound bites, then they're just going to call you for those. You'll, you know that they know that you're going to meet a deadline and, and everything that, yeah. the things that fall back on them, the things that cause them stress and pressure. If you've got them covered, then it's that much easier for them to shoot you an email and say, yeah. Hey, how about it? Absolutely. So my advice to business owners out there is to please look into how it is that you could use PR in your business to elevate your profile, to 
using your marketing to put on the websites to give yourself the credibility that you do have, but when it comes from an external party, it's just elevated exponentially, I think. Yeah. When it comes to doing your PR, listen to the tips that Jules has given given us. Start with thinking about get out a notepad and pen and write down a whole bunch of different random angles that you think that people have not come across you before. What are they going to want to, what do they want to know? Go to your clients and as Jill said, have those conversations with them and sort of brainstorm it with some people who are more of a, at a client level and write all of those things down because what you think is super obvious to one person right. will just not be to perhaps your ideal client. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. People, you're just, we're all too close to our own topics. So we all think that, oh, you know, I couldn't do that. That would just be embarrassing because, you know, everybody knows that, but they just don't. And um, and the other thing is keep it nice and simple. You know, journalists are actually told to write as if their audience is a nine-year-old. I know that sounds really silly, but there's no um, benefit in going out using long jargon and industry terms. Do, really write it down as if you're explaining it to a child. Because yeah, somebody who really doesn't helpful advice. That is really helpful advice because yeah. I think sometimes we get a bit too caught up in trying to use our own words and our own words are fine when we've perhaps got a client on board or we're standing one-to-one having a conversation. Like if you're a retailer, if you're whoever you are in your business, when you're standing face-to-face or on the phone with a potential client, yeah, you can have those deeper conversations. But at that real base level, it's just about finding something that piques their interest and makes them want to look a bit further, a little bit closer at what it is that you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. So there you go, people. There's your tips. Go out and talk to some clients, write down some various angles and have a go at actually writing something up for yourself. And if you get stuck with the copy part, like if you are not good at writing and we'll all tell ourselves that we're not good at writing, like I can string a few words together, but it's still... It's, it is a tough thing to try and perfect something in, what did you say, Jill's 500, 600 words? Yeah, yeah. It can be tough. So there are people out there that can help you to sort that through, work with some journalists, work with someone like Jules, and, yeah, you are and going to be amazing. Just That's do right. it. No, well, I'm always like I don't care how people do it. I just want people to be using PR because, uh, yeah. it, you know, as you said, it, it gives you so much credibility and it also does great things for your website, for your SEO, you know, and it gives you a lot of confidence. So, yeah, I'm 100% behind people giving it a go mm. um, and finding out that it's probably not as hard as they thought it was. And it's free. And it's free, exactly. It's a process. I say to people it's like riding a bike. Once you learn how to do it, you can do it for the rest of your life. You know, it's very mm. easy to find journalists to, to reach out to. It's much harder to work out what to say to them. And once you master that it all becomes really easy. And I think also, as you alluded to earlier, just getting over the fact that journalists are not sort of scary people that are unapproachable. No, that's right. That's right. Mm. No, they're they're lovely. They are. They are. They're really nice (laughs) And a lot of them are very shy introverts. You know, they're they're writers. So, um, you know, they get get a bit bedazzled by um, business owners saying to them, oh, my God, you're amazing. Mm. (laughs) And they love it. (laughs) Well, Jules, if anybody wants to look you up, where can they find you? Tell us where, what's your website handle? 
Yep. Okay. So the website is called handleyourownpr.com.au, exactly as you would expect it to be spelled, H-A-N-D-L-E-Y-O-U-R-O-W-N-P-R.com.au. I'm also all over LinkedIn and um, have got Facebook pages and groups as well. So you should be able to find me. Um, I'm the woman with the pink hair if you're not sure whether it's me or not. <laughs> She's immediately recognisable. Hey, Jules, now I was about to stop, but let's. Yeah. I want you to just introduce She's the Boss. Oh, yes. Okay. So if you, if you could do that, because this is a real, something that's really interesting and I think the listeners would be really interested. So if I was to hang up now, I would be kicking myself for you to not just <laughs> let people know about She's the Boss, what it is, and I'll let you just explain. Okay. So She's the Boss is, um, came on the, sort of started on the back of me hosting a TV show on Ticker TV last year. I did it for a year and it was called She's the Boss and I focus on female founders and women doing extraordinary things in business. And then with the COVID, not only did the TV show get more and more viewers, but all of a sudden um, we had nothing to do. We were all trapped at home. So I started running online Zoom lunches every Friday for female founders. And that's been great. And we have quite a lot of people that come to us from all over the country. It's 12.30 every Friday. It's online. um, And it's $50 a month to come to as many lunches as you like. Um, And that actually gets you a membership as well. I've also got a YouTube TV channel called She's the Boss, where I am interviewing extraordinary women, like really amazing women that kind of blow my mind. And and I'm, I'm always interested in how did they get to where they got to? So it's not so much of what sort of advice they can offer. It's more about how in heaven's name has this all happened to you? Um, and then I also started a podcast. So the She's the Boss podcast, She's the Boss Chats is the name of the podcast. It is all over every platform. I've got about 30 episodes up, I think, now. Each one is up to an hour with an interview with an amazing female founder. And um, and that one, and, and I've got at least 75 coming for that one. So that one is never going to run out. I don't think I'm ever going to run out of um, amazing women. And I've got to get you on it as well, Jen. So Yeah, um, oh, I'd love to. Um, and I am getting on to the Friday lunches. Right. Blocked out my calendar. The, that is something that I really need to do myself as a business owner. And we're all stuck at home one way or another, some more than others, where you and I are both Victorians as we speak. We're um, in our own various levels of lockdown. But the Friday lunches that you hold, I I feel as though we really miss out on that whole networking thing. It's funny. I I have a few rural women who come along and one of them is our great friend, Jen Donovan, as well. Um, And she just says, it's so nice for me to be able to go out to the shed or wherever her office is and just be able to hang out with all these great women without having to sort of, you know, plan a three-hour trip and then staying the night because I want to have a couple of drinks and all the hoo-ha that comes with it. So you can just join in. It's deliberately very casual. It's hashtag no agenda. Um, so it is just a social hangout, but the amount of business that's being done is extraordinary. But it's it's a no-pressure environment. So it's just lovely 
and um, I managed to get myself a Prosecco sponsor with the Prosecco Queen. So I drink a bottle of bubbles every Friday and write off the rest of the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's probably the only part that I'm going to struggle with is having one glass of wine with lunch and then trying to get back and do some work. uh, Maybe I I just need to reshuffle my week. uh, Well, I figure that Friday is the end of the week for me and so I do. I think my meetings start at about 7.30 on Friday morning and they do not stop until 12.30 when the lunch starts. and well, then I'm really like, earned. Ah, okay, that's it. And the lunches are going till about three most weeks as well. <laughs> so, um, you know, people are popping in and popping out again and, and what have you. So it's, yeah, absolutely no pressure, but come and meet some extraordinary women. Um, and it's there specifically for the women that are running their own businesses because we have unique challenges that, um, you know, people who are employed don't have. So I, I love it. And, and it's very supportive and very... Um, yeah, very supportive and very positive kind of a group. So everybody feels good at the end of it, at the end of the lunches or the podcasts or whatever. Well, I will definitely be, by the time this airs, I'm hoping I'm about four weeks in on those and yeah, oh, really brilliant. starting to enjoy it. So I'm definitely in on that one. I need it in my business life. I need it in my home life. Just something to you know, be around some other women will be fantastic. I haven't done it to date because I have just been so slack at blocking out my calendar. I have done that now and it's going to happen. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Jules, for coming on the show. I'm really happy to have had you here. I'm glad that we've been able to sort of share my experience with what it is that you do, but share it in a way that, you know, we're not trying to sell anybody into no, the program. All. It's just about that awareness that you really can do this stuff if you just have a look around and have a go. So yeah, have a go. Thank you for coming on the show and thanks to everybody for listening and wherever you might be in the world, have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Simply Smarter Numbers. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new shows every week. And I'd love to hear from you. Come and join the conversation online. You'll find Simply Smarter Numbers on Instagram, Facebook, and more. Just head to simplysmarternumbers.com and you'll find all that you need there. Simply Smarter Numbers is dedicated to you getting the results that you deserve in your business. And I'm honored that you tuned in.